0: take two (laughs) second time's a charm what's going on everybody this is red here thanks for listening to the show uh you know what pretty cool a lot of downloads happening yesterday uh you know it's crazy we have a decent amount of listeners over in california um texas right here texas where i live uh what's going on chris wilson just starting the show um not so many in Kentucky. I think we we only had maybe four or five downloads from over there in Kentucky. Uh, so hopefully, let's let's get get some more going on. Today's story is going to be about the site of the 1955 alien uh, attack. So when I was doing my research yesterday for a completely different subject. From what I was talking about yesterday. be in the massacres. Uh, from some mysterious creatures. Throughout the last. 10 plus years. I came upon this story. About the 1955 alien attack. In Kelly Station Kentucky. Now. I've never heard of this before. Not that that should be all too shocking. Because there's a lot of stuff. I have not heard about before. But it just caught my attention. Cause I was like, wow, really like an attack, alien attack. And to me, those words are just kind of like a high, like highlighted really. Um, and, and to me, it, I was just like seeing those words because you, when you hear of, you know, alien sightings or encounters, stuff like that, you don't really particularly think of an alien attack. So I'm going to be reading this story. As I'm reading the story, this is actually the very first time I'll be reading this. I only bypassed it yesterday and I just had read the headline. So this might be a great story. It might not, but this is actually the home of the little green men days festival, uh, which takes place in Kelly station park and community center. um, I'm guessing every year and I'm sure they're going to mention it as well. So I just again this just caught my attention. I, I think it's gonna be a very interesting story to say the least. Hopefully this will keep your attention as well. Um and I might go on, you know, as I'm reading, I might stop every now and then just to, you know, pretty much say, Oh wow, you know, this or that that's surprising whatever just gonna you know leave my comments as i go so here we go the tiny community of kelly got some unwelcome guests on the evening of august 21st 1955 an invading horde of over a dozen short dark creatures with glowing eyes they besieged a farmhouse for nearly four hours and were held off only by occupants terrified gunfire throughout the screen window wow just that first paragraph like really catch your attention and uh, it kind of makes me more surprised why I haven't heard of this Uh so this website that I'm on right now it's called roadsideamerica.com definitely check it out for yourself I'm sure they have a bunch of uh, really cool stories like this Um, but it, it, that's amazing that, like, I, I just don't see why this isn't more, I don't know, popular, I guess. So I'm going to continue on. Kelly became famous among UFO buffs for its little green men, but the invaders never returned and the locals showed no interest in preserving their memory. On the, 50, uh, on the 50th anniversary of the attack, Kelly finally decided to hold a commutative festival for its most newsworthy occurrence. The town was shocked by how many people showed up. Bus tours ran all day from Hopkinsville, the nearest big town, because many visitors were interested in Kelly decided to make the festival an annual event. So it looks like they do um, indeed hold the event every single year. Um, <clears throat> Held the third weekend of August and built a permanent flying saucer in the town park where the festival is head. <clears throat> held. I'm sorry. The site of the attack is only a quarter mile up the road, but Kentucky has never bothered to uh, commemorate with the state historical marker it should. Is that really the just so? That's the story. It does not, uh, does not go into detail. I'm kind of, I'm way let down right now. So I'm gonna have to do way more homework on this. I'm gonna have to do a second show on this because it just does not really go into detail about it. I, I understand that, you know, they try to keep everything hush hush, and I guess somebody from 1955, you know, was still around in uh Kelly Station and said, hey. Why don't we do this? This is such a big thing now, UFOs, aliens, the government coming out with, uh, you know, letting files out of UFOs and aliens and and whatnot. So maybe that's why they they probably felt they could capitalize because Kelly Station is probably a small town, I would imagine. Maybe, uh, you know, 9,000, 10,000 people. Again, I haven't looked up the information, so I could be wrong on it. But to me, that, that would make sense because you want more people to come. And since UFOs and aliens are such a hot topic and been a hot topic for a long time, I'm going to assume that this is why somebody said, hey, we, let's mention this. This is actually part of our actual history. And this is something that could get attention of visitors and bring in some money to our small town and help us build up. Um, so it, again, it's, it's very interesting and, and, you know, you know, they built some kind of flying saucer type of deal that honestly, I, but to help you picture it, it, it almost looks like a, and it, it's all metal has the glass thing, a basic saucer look, right. But if you're looking at it, cause it's on the ground, it looks like it's, it's set up like a trampoline would be set up with all the metal poles uh, lying down and around it. And from those metal poles, they now have pretty much what you would see on a metal you know, metal roof uh, is how they set up. And that's pretty much what they use, actually, is the, the metal roofing uh, type of deal to make up this flying saucer and just did it in, a, in a big circle. So I can't see it being too expensive, um, them building that. So it's not like they had to put out a lot of money for it and I would believe that that's why they started doing this and and making it as an you know an actual festival that they they hold yearly uh oh okay there's this little uh more on the site of the uh little green men festival so this year's festival has been expanded to 4 days due to the cosmic coincidence that the massive solar eclipse on August 21st uh will also be the 62nd anniversary of the alleged attack being just a few miles as a crow uh, flies from the greatest totality this is probably the most out of the world place, and that's in quotations um, in the Hopkinsville, Christian County area to see the eclipse for free they also added an outdoor film viewing on Friday uh, night, eastern time, the extraterrestrial (laughs) Which was loosely. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Eastern time. I'm so sorry. So they're doing a few a film filming of ET, the Extraterrestrial. You know, uh, which loosely inspired by the events of 1955. I wonder if that's true, because that doesn't seem right. ET wasn't something that took place, and they, you know, little aliens attacked a town. So that that doesn't quite seem right. So that that seems like that might be a little bit on the BS side. And that was a uh, that was added from uh, 2017. Uh, The one time Little Green Men Festival that was held in Hopkinsville, Kentucky in 2005 is now an annual festival held in the nearby town of Kelly, where the actual attack by Little Green Men happened in 1955. Despite the smaller venue, the new festival has a 38 foot wide reel. UFO of the day of live music, an alien costume contest, writers on the subject signing books, and many ve- uh, vendors selling otherworldly goods. The 2012 festival has been expanded to two days and includes an outdoor nighttime showing of a film about the 1955 encounter with the weird creatures. Um. <clears throat> so, and that was from 2012, so that was that was added in 2012. I'm I'm reading as I'm looking because I'm hoping that there's more to this story. Um, and unfortunately, it doesn't seem like there is. Hop, uh, Hop, Hopkinsville, Kentucky, has hosted the Little Green Men Festival from August 19th to 21st, so celebrating the 50th anniversary. All right, so that was back in 2005. Uh complete new story. Hopefully this is something that will, uh... no, it's really not. I, it doesn't say anything. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for uh, entering and, and listening to it. So it really doesn't say anything more, uh, at least not that much. Here's a little bit more. And some of the stuff I read already, this one um, is going to be new. Hopkinsville, Kentucky is hosting Little Green Man Festival from August 19th uh, to the 21st, celebrating the 50th anniversary of Kelly, Kentucky's alien invasion. Now, this took place back in 2005. The alien invasion took place on August 21st, 1955. The town was overrun by 12 to 14 small creatures with big flapping ears Yellow luminous eyes on the sides of their large heads and bodies with spindling arms and legs. What the heck is a spindling arm and leg? I can't. After terrorizing the 150 residents for hours, they boarded their spacecraft and returned to outer space. The incident has been duly whitewashed in Project Blue Book. The festival will uh, feature talks by serious ufologists like Peter Davenport of the national UFO reporting center at 6 PM on Saturday. And again, this is already taking place. This is back in 2005. Plan, uh, nine from outer space will show at the Hopkins community college on Friday. Alien abductions will take place to aid trust for life. Uh, more information. So that, that really wasn't a lot of information. Um, it just gave a tiny bit more little details about what they look like, but it doesn't say anything that they actually did besides, I guess, you know, scared a holy heck out of 150 residents. Uh, so it must've been a super, super small town, um, at the time. And, um, 12 to 14, uh, so-called aliens. It's weird. Uh, hey, I know people that know people that were kids and they saw a UFO and whale. Really? Well, I mean, that's... See, I, I enjoy it, and that's what this show is about. The show is actually about people calling in with their own sightings encounters and me listening to what they're... You know, listening to their story or listening to a story that friends told them. Um, but recently, because... Uh, I've seen a couple different things. The, uh, <clears throat> this just caught my eye cause I was doing a yesterday and this all takes place in Kentucky as well. So there's a lot of, a lot of, um, stuff going on in Kentucky, but it caught my, it caught my eye with the 1955, uh, you know, it's an alien attack. It doesn't go into a lot of detail at all. So, they do hold this festival every year in Kelly, Kentucky, uh, apparently. So I, I might look a little bit more into it, see if they're still holding it. Um, oh, thanks for showing, uh, sharing the site. I'm actually going to have to, of course, I can't. So what I'm going to do is take a screenshot, if possible. It's not letting me take a screenshot, really. All right. No. All right. I'm going to have to, if you can email me that. All right. So my email, which I I haven't even done yet, because I've been excited about reading this. So I'm kind of bummed out that this is, um, that this is the story and there's not much to it. So I'm going to probably do a part two on this because I want to look more into it. Uh, so my email is M I a, Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Again, that's mia podcast at ProtonMail.com. If you have a sightings or encounters or you know somebody has a sightings encounters and they shared them with you, please feel free to send us an email and maybe you could go live on a show. Or if you don't feel like comfortable enough going live on the show, I will definitely uh, read it for you. I might have to go back and forth with you a little bit to just uh, ask some questions. Um because reading, uh, of, of course, somebody else's story, I want to kind of prolong it a, a little bit as much as I can and then answer any questions that anybody else might have or I would ask if we were live on the show and never, ever feel uncomfortable, you know, uh, telling your story because I'm not here. To, even though I laughed at this particular story, it was it's placed as a news story. And I didn't laugh because of because uh, it doesn't really say it's number one, any any kind of encounters or sightings or, you know, give any kind of detail at all about this. And, and, and again, I was really surprised that this was even something that passed by because it was on the first page of what I was checking out. Um, but cool, uh, cool. If you could do me a favor and send me an email with that link, I would definitely appreciate it. It's M I a, podcast at protonmail dot com that's m i a podcast at p r o t o n m a i l dot com i definitely appreciate it um so yeah this is to me is you know i thought it was gonna be super super interesting and there's just not a lot of information on this so i was hoping i was going to read this live and it was gonna be really cool and, and you know have uh a lot of stuff going on about it, but there's just not. So what I'm going to do is see if I could look some more information on this. And if I can, great. We'll have a second show with this, you know, a part two of the 1955 alien attack. If not, I'll just, you know, on the next show, I'll let y'all know, hey, I've tried to look up more information. Could not find any more information about this 1955 alien attack that took place in Kelly, Kentucky. Um, but again, I, I'm, I am interested to see if I could find something else. Cause it's just a very, uh, interesting, uh, interesting subject. Again, you don't really hear many headlines or see many headlines that say alien attack. Now, you have the fake attack that happened um, over the radio that was announced in New Jersey. And everybody thought that they were, you know, there was a legit alien attack happened. That was like April Fool's type of prank um, that happened. I think actually that happened back in the 50s as well. I Or I could be wrong. I don't remember the actual date, but I think it was back then. And people got so panicked so much in the uproar because it, it sounded like it was serious um, that it put the whole country on edge, the whole United States on edge, because nobody knew what to expect. And this, this radio, the broadcast was all over the place. Um, Even newsworthy, apparently. So, you know, news stations actually picked it up and reported it. And then I guess, you know, more than likely what happened, somebody from the government stepped in and said, Hey, what it's, you know, what are you talking about? What's happening by where you're at and finally they probably like oh it was just a joke uh you know april fools whatever um this on the other hand with the with the kelly uh you know 1955 alien attack it doesn't give a lot of information the first one i read uh, it said that you know there was uh four people held off in a, or people held off in a farm for about 4 hours getting terrorized by these little aliens Uh, First, they say they're, you know, it's red eyes uh, with with gray skin. The other one says um, yellow eyes. And, and, you know, the the details are are, are very limited. Uh, So I'm going to do some more homework on this and see if I can get actual details. Maybe see if I could find any kind of, I don't know, interviews that possibly took place They say that the Blue Book Project buried this, and that could be very much true because anything, especially around that time period, was kind of getting buried if it wasn't a super, you know, big thing. And since this is such a little town, Uh, and at that time, not having the actual, um, thank you, I definitely definitely, uh, appreciate that for sure. Uh, Chris, so at that time, you know, during the 50s, uh, even before the 50s, I mean, if a little town probably wasn't able to get that much press, like the Roswell, you know, crash, that Roswell crash, it went again, just newspapers and news stations went absolutely crazy with that. So it it was probably a little bit harder for them to hide the whole Roswell deal than this particular issue with the 1955 alien attack. And maybe they just completely wiped it out. Maybe all people involved could have disappeared. You always hear these cases nowadays with uh, whether it's alien sightings um, or, you know, cryptid sightings or whatever. Uh, you know, these people, the quote-unquote men in black, Right. Or a lot of the times nowadays you hear that somebody's, you know, there's one definitely official person that's like law enforcement. The other one's like some kind of forest ranger or, you know, and almost the same exact description to both, though. There's always one that has like this this beard and he's rough and, and kind of rugged looking. He's the one that gives you a hard time, and says, hey, this is not what you've seen. Um nineteen 1947. It's from the author's book, The Day After Roswell by Cole. Really? That's that's definitely interesting. I would I wouldn't mind uh checking that out. It's it, the Roswell crash it, to me, I mean there was a lot of lot of people that seen what happened um and the course a town like that that spread like wildflower uh wild fire so when that happened, you know, you, you always, you get people talking quickly and, and not that Roswell was a really big town, but I'm sure it had more than population, 150 people. So it was probably had maybe a couple thousand at the time or just over a thousand. So when something like that happens, just like if you, ah, oh man, George got arrested again. He was out, you know. Drunk and causing a ruckus, so that you you know that information will spread so fast. Everybody knows George. George is the guy who gets himself in trouble, he drinks too much, uh, gets into a fight at bars or, or whatever, right? So it, it starts in one place and then it goes somewhere else, and by that time, everybody knows what happened. And it's the same thing, uh, you know, with the whole Roswell. It, it, you know, oh, we've seen a crash. we've seen alien bodies uh government getting in coming in and getting involved, and then government telling people not to talk and you didn't see this uh type of information um a much smaller town though is going to be a lot easier to control, and as they said before, they kind of wanted to keep it hush on their own, or maybe the government said no you you have no other options you're keeping us quiet there you know we can't have a panic um cuz i believe people people could be like a single person could be very very smart very smart self-controlling and not panic they could think things through but humans as a group not that much unfortunately i mean look look at the unfortunate things that happen during black friday And during the holiday of all times for stuff like this to happen, the holiday season, right? They don't think rationally. They go, they they trample over each other. They kill, legitimately kill other people because they're they're trampling on them to get to an item in a store. Now, think about if the government came out and said, "Hey, listen, aliens are real. UFOs are real." This is what's going on. Some people might be able to take that and, and, and you know, be able to deal with that. Others might panic. And when people panic, especially in a group, it gets ugly. They don't think. They definitely don't think rationally. Um, and that's more than likely what they've been trying to do with slowly releasing information about UFOs and aliens throughout, you know, the last... Uh, what is it? 10 years now. So, and actually, uh, the, is it, is the the prime minister? Um, so, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. So, uh, England's prime minister, not current, but from, uh, probably 15, 20 years ago. He's, if you, if you look at ancient aliens, he's on ancient aliens, so he, he says he was a prime minister and and many uh many different um other shows as well but he was so deep like he he said that it's yeah that's something that's covering up and and he came out and said that aliens are real UFOs are real very much so uh how many aggressive attacks have there been by UFOs not counting the armada that uh, they sent to an Arctic that came back wounded. There's been, see, there's, there's, there's been stories of, of, of attacks, but it's never something that is on a, like a grand scale where they highlight. And, and it's something that's definitely going to catch your eye. Cause they're, they're never really, I'm, I'm sure eventually might admit to it, but right now they're, of course they're not. Um, if you go back over the years, they, they they're, uh, over in California, they were fighting with UFOs and, and going back and forth throughout the, throughout the night, um, trying to shoot these things out of, out of the air. And, and apparently there's actually a report that I believe, uh, they said that they shot two UFOs down and I'm sure they recovered those UFOs. I highly doubt that they didn't recover them. Um, There's also a report that took place uh, from maybe either the 1960s or 1970s uh, with apparently an alien by the name of Thor Valant. Thor, as in the God of Thunder. Uh, But Thor Valant was the name. And he gave information to the government and uh, I'm sure... That's you know, that's that's a story that you could look into. You could definitely look it up on uh DuckDuckGo, that's what I use. Um, and Thor Valent, uh, was pretty much, I, I guess, from what the description says, an alien that they that got sent down to negotiate and talk to the United States government at the time. Um, give them information, which helps us with the technology that we got out nowadays and um, yeah, warn us not to use nuclear warfare and, and a whole bunch of uh, stuff. So it's, it's, a, it's a very, very big story. And if you all want me to do that, um, I'll, definitely, I'll definitely do that in an upcoming, uh, upcoming podcast and talk about the Thorvalon. It's a lot of details, so it's going to take me a little bit, a little, little more homework to refresh in my memory on everything. Because I looked into it uh, a lot, just because it's a very interesting subject. Um, and uh, I mean, there's also people out there that don't believe that you know uh, these are actual aliens. That maybe they're demons um, disguising themselves as something else. Which I, you know, anything's possible. I- I'm not going to say it's not. It, it, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in this world that's un, uh, unexplainable. So maybe it's a, it is it is just a, a big ruse. I mean, you could go back throughout history and see that there's always been some kind of, uh, you know, the, the gods, you know, f- from Zeus, uh, Odin, Thor, uh, many, many more. Um, they all have these, you know, chariots and uh, stuff that they, 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 you know, ride on that's either on fire or, or, you know, something like that. And it's really, again, you could you could watch ancient aliens. It's been a while since I've, I've watched that show, but, um, they go into a lot of detail and stuff like that. And it just makes you think to me, to me, uh, shows like that are, are kind of good to have because it kind of makes you question a little bit. Um, was that really just like a spaceship and they just couldn't describe it? And the likeliness is, is definitely there because back then they didn't have technology of, you know, crafts being able to fly or or planes or anything like that. Um, I mean, look at the, one of the biggest things on this planet we can't even describe right now, right? Which is the pyramids. Nobody knows how they got there. Nobody, those stones, right? Number, number one, there's a lot of 90 degree uh, cuts on them. But those stones are legitimately tons upon tons upon tons in weight that a person or a group of people cannot lift. It would take lots. And I know people are like, well, you know, you could use logs. You could get them up, use logs, use use leverage, um, pulley systems, a whole bunch of stuff like that. But you have to say there there wasn't, you know, it's in the middle of a desert, right? There's not a lot of trees out there. So where are you getting these trees? Where where did they even get the stone? The, the stone uh, came from hundreds of miles away. So, how did they get the stone from a hundred miles away and place it where they did? Right, and then once they got there, how did they get them to the stack them? I mean, because there was there's quartz and a whole bunch of. Uh, see, I haven't been there yet. I want to. I, I definitely want to check that out. I, I just, you know, it's one of the world's biggest and oldest mysteries um there is a theory out there too that that it's from a high uh technologically uh you know driven people and they were so high tech and way beyond anything that we're at right now that they were able to do that and it wasn't such a big problem but unfortunately maybe they got so high tech that they end up either uh you know killing themselves off um or they decided that you know this this place is a little crazy, and they they found somewhere else. Who knows? Uh, but it's it's crazy if you sit there and look at it. I mean, look at Easter Island too, right? Easter Island with all those giant heads, big giant stone heads, and again, you know, those weigh tons. It's not something that people could again, pick up and move around. It's just not, or even, uh, I mean, I've seen people that try to duplicate and they really couldn't. So to me, it's, it's, it's all very interesting. And, and, I'm again, I'm going to end up doing a, uh, some more, uh, tell you what, I'm going to do some uh, a a show, a pop, one of the shows are going to be on Thor Valent. So there's going to be, um, I don't think, uh, PM John Major would admit to aliens. Tony Blair, I am not sure. Uh, so sure. I think, uh, Boris Johnson can't see his (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, that was funny. Um, so yeah, uh, Man, he got me. I was trying not to do that on this on this one. I, I was laughing so much yesterday; it was it was just too much. But yeah, to me, it's just it's very interesting the the way that uh, so many of these things are just laying around, uh, you know, on planet Earth, and and we're just not sure how they got there, or or what it, they really are. Um, so, I am gonna do uh, some. And I'll probably even start doing it tonight, uh, and then into, into tomorrow some some homework on Thorvald. I just want to re uh, get some information on on them, and then I'll, I'll do a podcast uh, within the next couple of days on them. Also, uh, I am going to look into the 1955 alien attack in Kentucky, uh, the Kelly Station Park, just to see if there's any more information on it at all. Um, It's just a very interesting subject and it caught my eye big time. I also, so there's this, um, there's this girl that, that passed away, uh, that that got killed back in the 1970s and, uh, her name is Jet, uh, Jeanette Del Palma. I am going to be doing a show on her. And seeing if I could get maybe a guest on as well or two of people I've been looking more into it. I I was very deep into it. Uh, What got me involved in it was the uh, back in 2001, 2002, a magazine called Weird New Jersey uh, did a story on Jeanette Del Palma. And it caught my attention. For some reason, this story this with this girl could would not get off of my mind. Um, So I am going to do a podcast on her within the next couple of weeks as well. And again, I'm going to try to line up a guest. Uh, there, there's people that, that run some Facebook groups. Uh, I'm going to try to get a hold of and talk to them. I used to talk to her, her cousin, John. Unfortunately, he passed away very young too. Uh, I believe he was in his fifties. So, um, been, please let me see the panel. I do briefings. All the, I'll tell you what, if you, so hit me up with a follow and whatnot. Um, I'm sorry if it's going to get loud for a second and, uh, I will definitely, um, end up doing a, uh, I'll invite you onto the panel um, once we do the the Thor Valen, um and if I could find more information on the 1955 Alien attack, my co-host has not been on lately. He's very busy. Our schedules are kind of conflicting each other. My schedule is way more open now that um my own boss' his schedule because he works in retail is uh, all over the place. So it's very very much uh, crazy. So don't forget to give us a follow. Like the show and please share the show. You sharing the show is the only way we're gonna get the show out there and get more people listening and more people downloading. And if you yourself have any encounters or sightings, please hit me up with an email at MIA podcast at protonmail.com. Again, that's MIA podcast at protonmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. Uh again, I let you know the what the game plan is for the show and what we're gonna be doing. Um Like I say all the time, listen, this is a crazy world we live in. We need to start helping each other out. Let's uh, stop, uh, you know, with all this crazy hatred for stupid, stupid reasons. Uh, So if you see somebody that needs help or a little old man that needs help crossing the road and needs, you know, get to the other side, go ahead and give them a helping hand. Or if you see an elf on the shelf that needs help reaching that top shelf, then go ahead and give them a helping hand as well. Until next time, everybody, thank you, take care, and I'll see you all on the flip side.